following all adulting adults. You're tuning into The Grown Up Podcast, a show I created to talk about the struggles of the new millennium and share different perspectives in order to make sense of being a grown up. Along the way, I search for independent music, businesses, and individuals who make a way for themselves in the content creating industry via podcasts, books, blogs, vlogs, and more to show that we should support each other's ideas instead of tear them down. Tune into the podcast monthly and don't forget to follow me to stay up on new artists, new adventures, oh yeah, and more grown up shit. Now, let's get to the episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You just turned on. You just naturally on the wave. You just naturally on the wave. Better known as. Now, this is where independence is celebrated. And if you're ready to catch these waves, then let's go. Good everybody, my name is D, and welcome back to Grown Up, where you already know what we do. We talk about grown up shit. I sprinkle independent music in here, and I give you guys an insight on these independent artists who are so graciously letting me play their music in my podcast. And today is a brand new Naturally on a Wave interview with a brand new artist that I'm happy that she's joining me today. So without further ado, I'm going to have her introduce herself, tell me her name, where she's from the genre of music that she does and how long you've been doing music. So welcome. Hi, I'm Alana Decade. I go by the Alana Decade. Okay. I'm from, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, but I've been living in Providence, Rhode Island for about six years now. Okay. Um, so I grew up in the music industry. I grew up around music, but on the church side, like a lot of people. Okay. And so I grew up singing in the church with my family members, but I'm always on the side, you know, wrote poetry, wrote music for school projects and different things like that, but never just really taking it serious until mm-hmm. 2019. Um, okay. At the end of 2019, I kind of had like a spiritual awakening that kind of forced me to like get it together. So okay. I, you know, went into Pro Tools and kind of set up a home studio. And then from there, I've just been working on music for going on two two years now, my own music. And okay. so, yeah, it's been a great journey. All right, that's dope, that's dope. So what kinds of influences that you listen to when it comes to you making your own music? 
Yeah, um, so being an R&B artist and really just being like, I really don't like to box myself into a genre, but when I think about the influences, like you said, mm -hmm. um, from your Shaka Khan's to your Aretha Franklin's to your Whitney Houston, Beyonce, Janae Aiko even, um, Usher even, just a lot of the hardcore R&B. Yeah that we are used to. And then also kind of that dreamy R&B too, mm -hmm. that's kind of like popular now from SZA, like I said, uh, Janae Aiko, um, even, uh, Alec is it uh, Snow Allegra? Mm -hmm. um, a, a lot of those artists, I'm influenced by them because it brings out a very sensual side of singing. Mm -hmm. And growing up in the church, you sing so hard. Yeah. You're doing all those runs and all uh -huh. that stuff. <laughs> And so I love the softness that those singers bring to the R&B sound, but I love the traditional too. So I would say that my music is influenced by both. Yeah. And you can hear that in my music that I, I am influenced by both. Cause sometimes I'll be a little bit of a powerhouse in some mm -hmm. background vocals. Yeah. And then other times I try to be really soft and sensual. So yeah. Yeah, I definitely noticed that blend in your music when I was listening to it. So I think it's definitely <laughs> a great vibe. Definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you said that you're originally from Atlanta and they have some pretty big music influences from there. So how did you end up where you are now and currently living? And does the music scene compare the same? Oh, that's a really good question. I love that. So yeah, I mean, if you know Atlanta, then you know Atlanta. If you yeah. know, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. So there's just so much going on in Atlanta. And so going up and going to school, like right downtown in the city, I was exposed to so much and met so many different people. Like I had friends that were like real close with Shawty Lowe. And, okay. you know, I had, I mean, I went to Riverdale High School for a couple of years and Sierra went there um, and not too far from where I I lived, T.I. lived. So okay. there was just so many different people and influences. I think the biggest influence on me, especially growing up, was Outkast. Mm. Um, like, Outkast just was so different. And I mm -hmm. was different. I used to wear my pants backwards. I used to do my hair all types of crazy <laughs> ways. And I just, I never wanted to look like anybody else. You know, yeah. I was always trying to do something different. And so they really influenced me with their funkadelic, crazy, looks mm -hmm. um and so i would just say the influence really shaped my idea that i don't want to be boxed in though i'm a, you know i know where my base comes from i know where my foundation is i don't want to be boxed in if i ever want to make a country song then i'm gonna do it you know what yeah. i'm saying and so i just appreciate in atlanta like there were just people experimenting with so many different things. Mm -hmm. And even rappers that were experimenting with so many different sounds, like Killer Mike makes hip hop, but he also makes like rock, you know, yeah. sounding yeah. stuff. And so just that experimentation and that fearlessness to feel confident to do it, um, I think definitely I got from home. I moved to Rhode Island six years ago for a job. So I graduated mm -hmm. from the University of Georgia. Congratulations. For, thank you. Thank you. In 14. And when I graduated, I just wanted to get a different scenery. Like Atlanta is wild and crazy. <laughs> and so I, always down a little. I wanted to like move away and experience like something different, a different city. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I'm going to look for jobs that will relocate me for free because relocating yourself is so expensive. Oh, yeah. So those were the only kind of jobs that I really looked for. 
And so I got this job at an insurance company that headquarters here in Rhode Island. It's crazy. I didn't even know what Rhode Island was. I was just applying for stuff. <laughs> I was just applying for stuff. And I, I legit, okay, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I really thought it was like islands. So I was like, we're going to go to a tropical spot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I came up here two days later, was like one of the biggest snowstorms. It was like 18 <laughs> inches. I'm like, go down, where am I? But yeah, I joined like this management program um, where I learned a lot of valuable skills in leadership. I did that for a couple of years before I realized like, hey, maybe corporate isn't for me. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I kind of bounced around in a little bit, still kind of in that corporate realm. I've done some things like real estate and things like that, but now I truly like work for myself, which I'm really happy and proud to say. But the music scene here, to answer your question on that, um, it's crazy. It's very underground. Mm. Like, I've been here for six years and I don't really know a lot of people at all. Like, mm. it's not because I'm not social. It's yeah. just people are a little bit different here. It's a little bit clicky. Mm -hmm. And so if you didn't grow up with them or whatever the case may be, like, they'll be cool with you, but it's not like, you know, yeah. Atlanta is one of them. Bro, let's link. Every, yep. You can meet somebody at the gas station and be <laughs> like, yo, get my number, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And everybody just is connected and trying to hustle, you know? And yeah. so here it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more family oriented. So it has been kind of difficult to establish myself as far as the sound goes. Um, and, you know, I guess competing a little bit with some of the artists and the performers around here. Mm -hmm. I would say one of the biggest, biggest things here is live music. Mm. So I don't find a lot of artists that are hardcore repping Rhode Island that I'm just going to find on, on Instagram for instance. Yes. <laughs> but like live music spots it's a big deal and your name okay. travels well in this state if you're a live performer okay that's different yeah. all right yeah. so yeah i see i see kind of the the difference between the two um, yeah do you feel like you kind of meshed well with the change of Atlanta scene and how wild it is and then kind of settle a little more with like live music and you know things like that do you think you settled you kind of made that transition pretty well trying being that I just started like really taking my original music series in the last couple of years I, I'm, I feel like I'm just in that spot and it's on me to completely get out of my comfort zone and like network with people which yeah. as an adult past college is a little difficult because you know you have your bubble yeah. you have your people you're yeah. kind of just like these my homies I don't yeah. really need anybody else like no yeah. friends I guess yeah. Um, so yeah I just have to do a lot of like getting out of my own head and putting myself out there and so far it has been working my talent is undeniable and so mm -hmm. I'm blessed in that way that I don't really have to do a lot of extraness you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying yeah. like my talent speaks for itself where I have to get a lot better is with that networking part with that when I come in someone's presence I'm mm -hmm. unforgettable yeah. whether I sing or not. And yeah. I think that's what's going to be a big thing here because people are very who you know in yeah. this state. It's a very much not even really like my talent is off the charts. I know that, but it's yeah. about who you know here. It's kind of yeah. like that everywhere, but you know, very much in this state. And so I'm working on it. 
Okay, well, that's good. It sounds like it's going well so far, so good. So, <laughs> you know, just give it some time, keep putting in the work, you know, everything's gonna come when it when it needs to. So um, yeah. let's, let's talk about your music. Uh, you okay. just released your latest single this summer actually called So Good. So tell me how this single came about and where you changed your energy for this, or uh, sorry, where you got your energy for this song. Yeah, it's actually interesting that you said change your energy because I did kind of change my energy oh, okay. for this one. If you if you listen to my first album, my first album is more so just kind of like this embodiment of like telling this story of where I have been before making the, the decision to pursue music. Mm. So it's one of those... I, it starts off very promiscuous and it's like yeah I know what I want and then it goes I got what I want and do I really want this and then yeah. it's like who am I and mm-hmm. then like what's going on and mm-hmm. then it's you know this self journey I kind of switched focus with the singles that I released this year to really just be a lot more forward because mm-hmm. I am so much more confident in who I am now and Definitely. so I wanted that to show up in my music um so with so good this is actually like I, I you know girlfriends and your guy friends and you're talking <laughs> about situations yeah and so this one is really more so the girl is the way I wrote this is from the perspective of someone who's in a relationship with a man she knows he's cheating or something is going on you know what i mean but she just chooses to ignore it because he's actually better than any other man that she's Mm. been with and so she's just choosing at this point is he better is it better to leave him be alone again be single Mm. again be out here in these streets again or is it better to just stick it out and hope that either it's nothing quote unquote or whatever it is is not serious and it'll blow over and and it's all to say like your love is so good for me, but it's so bad because, mm. you know, what you're doing to me. And so I yeah. switched my energy in that way to tell these stories that a lot of R&B music tells, but I wanted to tell it in a different way. Um, I think there's a side chick culture out there that yeah. we don't really talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's this side, I hate to say it, but that's the It's true. Yeah, it's, it's a side. It's a side chick and a... a I guess these ninjas be out here side chick, side mm-hmm. women, side mm-hmm. men and yep. true. And do I, not I care. don't really know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know D what's going on with that. Uh, but yeah. no, I don't know either. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. You know what I mean though, right? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like there's this whole you know, vibe of like lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. what your lifestyle is. And so I just wanted to write from a perspective of what's relevant, what's real, what people are actually really going through. And yeah. like, this is not, every song that I'm writing is not always sad or it's always depressing or whatever the case may be. There's happy moments, there's exciting moments, but a lot of people are in this situation that I wrote about. And so I just wanted to write about it from the perspective of like being on black Twitter and being like, what? <laughs> I think you definitely captured that for sure. I, I love the, the single. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely Thank captured you. that point of view. And, you know, it takes a, a real artist to look into, you know, a situation and be like, okay, I want to do it from a different perspective. Because, of course, we always hear from the normal relationship perspective. So it's good to hear, 
you know, different sides. So people can understand, yes. like, it's easier to understand because people listen to music and they get into it and they understand it better through music. So definitely yes. commend you for doing that. Um, so I love your soul kind of jazz vibes. That's how it sounds to me. Uh, so have you ever thought about changing your style or incorporating other elements to kind of blend it a little bit more? Yeah, I, I love that question. Um, I always do that. I, it's so funny. It's not an insult, but people are always like, oh, you remind me of Jill Scott or Erica Badu <laughs> or a Lettucey or something like that. And yeah. those are huge compliments to me because, like I said, those are women that I grew up on. They are powerhouses. They're writing houses. I'm huge on writing my own music. And a lot of times you can look at those women's music and you see them in their credits, right? And so... Yeah. I don't take that as an insult, but I also, as I mentioned before, don't ever want to be boxed in. Yeah. And so on my on my next album, yes, ma'am, I am doing some rapping. I have some reggaeton. I have Spanish music on my album. Okay. Um, I, I'm literally going for the gusto. Like nice. I, just, I just went like because. I just now in my head, when I released the first album, I proved it to myself. Mm -hmm. I proved it to myself, baby, you didn't make a mistake. This is really what you want to do. This is this is really like what gives you joy, right? Because yeah. sometimes you think like, am I just doing this? You know, because yeah. of the pandemic or, you know, yep. I just, you know, you try to figure out, am, am I in the right space? Especially yep. when things go wrong, right? You mm -hmm. start questioning everything. And so, but when that album got released, like every now and then I just turn it on and I just play it and I'm like, I'm so proud of you. And yeah. so this album is just more so like, all right, now that we got that on our belt, let's go for it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely experimenting a lot more on this one and um, just making it very clear to the world not box Alana in. Okay, all right. You put a <laughs> stamp on it. You said period. All right, I hear you. I hear you. Well, that kind of yeah, I hear you. Um, that kind of leads me to my next question: of being an independent artist is not easy. So, what are some of the obstacles that you've had to face to overcome? You know those obstacles, and who or what has helped you overcome them? That's really good. Yeah, I mean, the obstacles that I face, man, is really more so leaning towards resources. Uh-oh, I'm back. It was a okay. call coming it's through. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the resources have been difficult, man. I mean, music, creating music is one not cheap, you know, mm. from equipment to studio time to, you know, producers and engineers, especially when you want to like own your own masters, like you yeah. want to own the beat and everything, write everything and do all of that. And so that's really been the huge obstacle, you know, just finding the best way to work the resources that I have and then gaining new ones, being creative mm. and not just making ex an excuse and saying like, man, this is too much money. I'm not going to do the video or yeah. this is, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to strategically make those decisions on what investments to make. Mm. And then what stuff do I need to just do on my own? You know, yep. a lot of the beginning, I was doing everything. And then I started realizing it's going to benefit me better to kind of outsource a few things mm -hmm. because I'm not going to be as stressed. And then I'm also going to give somebody else an opportunity to show their craft and possibly become a part of my team. Like the guy that I work with for my visuals, 
Um, I met him for one of my first photo shoots and I've been working with him ever since from my music stuff all the way to my business stuff because he's understanding and everything. And so now, I mean, to me, he's a part of my team, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if I get to that place where I can hire, you know, a professional to be with me on a regular basis, he'd be it because he's stuck with me. And so I think it's just, you know, learning those resources and just not making excuses and overcoming those obstacles for me. I'm very spiritual. So a big part is prayer. And mm. another part is really just having that support system. Like a lot of times it's easy to internalize a lot of the struggles mm -hmm. and just assume nobody understands because nobody really in my immediate circle is pursuing music or anything in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And so it's very easy for me to be like, oh man, they ain't gonna understand, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. But then it's, it's like, you know, I gotta shoot that text, you know? I gotta, yeah. I gotta be open with, because they can't read my mind, you know? Right. And so if I'm feeling a certain type of way or if I'm feeling like something is impossible, it's important for me to communicate to my circle that, hey, I'm really struggling in this area. Yeah. If they can help me, you know, in a tangible way, then great. But if they can't even help me in a tangible way, their words are gonna at least get me in a position where I feel like I can fight this obstacle. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm at that point as well, being an independent podcaster. It's a little bit different podcasting than making music um, yeah. because I can do this from home, but it's still difficult because I have to still schedule the, the interviews and still record and make sure that I'm editing and make sure that I'm posting on social media. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out who I can let handle that and this so that I can. And I'm also working full time. So, you know, it is a lot to juggle and I understand and you know what you're going through right now and yes I'm facing those same obstacles so I'm, I'm yeah. glad we're kind of connected a little bit right there so yeah um, I, when I listened to your podcast and I and I heard that you were like I, you mentioned it on one podcast so I listened to from the start when I first started listening and I learned you were like working a full-time job I was like dang that must be hard like yeah that's yeah. wild and the person you were interviewing it was another artist they were too mm-hmm and um, I'm actually possibly facing that myself just to give myself a little bit more leverage in life, right? Yeah. And so, I, and not seeing it as a bad thing, but seeing it as how can I leverage this? Like, how can I put myself in a position where the next time I'm really working for myself, I'm not going back, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, I really appreciate that, that you identify with it. And I just say like, just Trust that I don't know if you're a spiritual person or if you definitely. pray or anything. Yes, I definitely. But trust that when the right people come in your life, like to to be a part of your team, even if it's one person. Yeah. If that one person can take one thing off of your hand, because that's one thing that I diminished. I diminished the effectiveness of one person, mm -hmm. like let's say writing my emails. I yeah. have a subscribers list. I didn't really think I'm like, oh. <laughs> and it makes such a difference, just that mm. one task. So like, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's like you said, it's different with podcasting and music, but I say like, get uncomfortable and, yeah. you know, reach out to your friends. The, the closest one that support your dreams, man, just 
be like, yo, can like one day a week, can we link, you know, to (laughs) look together to find these people to interview and then come up with a template where you're copying and pasting and you're sending that to different artists. And then, you know, the responses that you get, that's a go, put them in in your books for three months or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? That's just something that I think like, I think sometimes when we think a team or when we we're such dreamers mm-hmm, in the creative yeah, sphere. Yeah, so we definitely. think big first yeah. and it's very important. It's okay to think big first, but then we have to think remember to think backwards. How can I take really small steps to get to that bigger dream? Right. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for those words. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. take those with me for sure. Um, yeah. You kind of touched on your support system a little bit earlier, so I want to talk about that. How has your support system been for you for your career that you've started with making music, and what has helped you stay focused? Yeah, I'm really blessed. I'm one of the blessed ones. I know sometimes people have family members um, that may not be as supportive when they're working in the creative sphere. Um, I'm not like that. Coming from a musically inclined family, everybody is like, finally, you know, that's (laughs) like what everybody's, you know, viewpoint is like, about time, you know, because you have so much talent. Same thing for some of my friends. I, I mean, I've done some stuff all the way back into elementary school and middle school. And so some of those people that, you know, follow me on Facebook or Instagram, when they see I'm coming out with music, they're like, yes, girl, I remember you <laughs> singing at our graduation and blah, blah, blah. And so I really do have a really good support system. I cannot lie from both ends, like on a friendship, even some associates, you know, people you may not even talk to for years who yeah. come out of the woodwork and just drop a little gem in your DM and say, I see you, yep. I'm proud of you. And that's that's huge. I don't even think people know what they do when that yeah. happens. <laughs> like, yo, you be having the worst day in the world trying to what am I going to do next or what and then that happens and then it just be like yo god I see you okay cool yeah yeah so yeah I mean um I have a really good support system and what keeps me focused is my calendar I really heavily depend on that and I just depend on my husband and you know just I I have a very honest you know circle so Mm -hmm. like I, I don't matter to what like I get, I'm yeah. pretty sure they gonna bring me down and be like, look, let me tell you something <laughs> real quick. You know, they ain't gonna let me get the big head too much. That's dope. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. My dad, I talk to my dad on a regular basis about all this stuff. My mom too, she's the conservative one. And so mm-hmm. I have it from each aspect yeah. that, that full foundation that I need, you know? Yeah, that's super dope. That's really good. Uh, Not a lot of people have that. So yeah, that is definitely a blessing. Um, So have you ever thought about collaborations? Do you want to mainstream, independent? Where where are you at in the collaborations realm? Yeah, that's a good question too. Um, So collaborations wise, this entire year, 2021, was important for me with collaborations. Mm -hmm. I I actually, I always fast at the beginning of the year and 
Collaborations was one of the things that I wanted to do because I'm one of those people where I, I'm an only child, so it's very easy for me to go me, 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 me. Mm. Um, and so I intentionally made partnerships and collaborations a focus this year so yeah. that I can get completely out of my comfort zone with depending on myself to do things. Yeah. Whether that means I get let down or whether that means I have a great relationship with a future partner at the end of the day, I wanted to take that risk and that chance. So this this album, my next album, is gonna have a couple of uh, collaborations on there. I've been working on these. I've been working on this album since last year, since the since the last one re was released. I okay. got music that I got music that didn't make the first album, right. and so I just I got a lot in the bag, and definitely there's gonna be collabs on there. Like I said before, the reason my first album doesn't have any or even the singles that I put out this year is really because I wanted to make sure that I proved to myself that I can do this and, and that I'm not just pipe dreaming, that yeah. I know, like that I understand that it's gonna be hard. Like, yeah, this is about to be hard. And if, if nobody supports you, like if everybody just drops out of the sky and says, we no longer support your dream, can I do it by myself? And I wanted right. to make sure I set that foundation mentally. And so, yeah, I am so excited. Like there's an artist out of Atlanta called Butterfly Fields. Mm -hmm. Yo, you, you got to look her up. Okay. You, you're right. you're going to want to interview her after you look her up. I know, <laughs> I know you are. Okay. And I always try to like mention her name because we went to college together. We were not even really that close. Like we would say, hey, and bye just out, out of a mutual like, you fly girl, I know you fly too, <laughs> you know? Like, you yeah. know, just one of those sister moments. But we never really had a chance to groom a relationship because she transferred in. Um, and I just respect her hustle, her mm. grind, her tenacity, her voice, everything, like literally yeah. everything about this girl. And being an independent artist myself, um, I know how hard it is to do what she's doing. And so I have so much respect for how hard she goes. And um, there's some other independent artists that I would love to collaborate with and some poets too, and you know, some higher mainstream artists. But I always try to mention her because I, this girl goes so hard, man. Her and her girlfriend, they go hard. And I'm like, okay. how are you doing this? <laughs> you know, teach yeah. me. And so we, we exchange tips and we encourage each other on a regular basis. And so I just love her. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully I can get her on the second album. <laughs> <laughs> That's super dope. Well, it sounds like we're into some great music coming from you soon. So I'm so excited to hear it. I can't wait. Uh, let me know for sure when, when it drops, when it's going to, because I'm all over it so um we're gonna wrap it up here uh, i got okay. one final question for you well actually technically i got a little surprise for you but you know we're gonna get into that yeah 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 so um <laughs> to wrap it up here in the future where do you see your career heading with you know making music and what do you hope to accomplish or have you accomplished most of what you wanted to so far um, yeah, I definitely haven't gotten close to what I want to accomplish, um, but I used to have a fear of like, what if I die of my, mm. if I'm on my dying bed and, you know, someone asked me, you know, do you have any regrets? And I don't, it was, it's kind of like a daydream, but it's, I can visually see it. I used to be able to visually see that moment happening of me like 
being, you know, near death and saying, I wish I had given music a chance. Like, I wish I had gone for it. And that was before 2019. And that used to haunt me. And Mm. so I'm grateful that that no longer haunts me. So that can no longer be a fear. And I think there's a power in tackling those huge fears like that. Yeah. Because then it's like, well, if I conquered that, then what else is there left to do, you know? And so... Um, I'm very proud of myself for kicking that over because that was something that I battled since like 12 years old. And so that that's a big one. Um, but I definitely want to make sure that I get some good collaborations in in my career. Um, I love D Smoke. I love Burna Boy. Um, <laughs> people okay. are going like, what? You just went from... <laughs> just go look them up. Just go look them up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Beyonce. One thing I remember when Whitney Houston passed, and I was like, dang, I'm never going to yeah. get to sing with her, you know? Yeah. And I know that's kind of, like, really big conceptually to think about, but I really I really do think it's possible. Yeah. And so those are, like, you know, far long-term goals that I pray to God that my art is to feel but really just being able to tour man that's that's one of those big things that I hope is in the near future at least in the next one to two years um getting an opportunity to go on a tour even if it's a short one I, I really want that experience because believe it or not I do get a little bit of a stage fright and so <laughs> I would love to be able to beat that here you know and that's what i'm looking forward to yeah that's dope well when you do go on tour when you do i'm saying when you do because it's (laughs) gonna happen let me know i'm gonna be there front row supporting you um i'm so glad that you came and joined me on the podcast today your energy is dope your music is dope and you guys go and stream it and check her out we're not done yet i got (laughs) a quick hot seat i'm gonna put you in i got four for you and then you just shout out the answer for me. We got just a little insight to you, a little bit more. I love okay. that. Okay, you ready? Let's go. I'm ready. All right. Favorite singer? Beyonce. All right. Favorite thing to do on your downtime? Laugh. Okay. Favorite place you've traveled to? Ooh, Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Oh, in Dallas. Favorite okay. time. Okay, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> Last question. Favorite memory of your independent journey so far? Oh, that first album going out. Yeah, yeah. it sounded like that was the, the icing on the cake right there for you to, to start yeah. everything. Well, that's yeah. dope. Well, I'm so glad that you joined me today. Thank you so much. Do you have any final words that you want to leave for the people? Any personal shout outs you want to give? And of course, of course, please don't forget to shout out your social medias and where they can stream your music. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say thank you, first of all, for of the opportunity to be here on your dope platform. I love just the basis of it that you're talking about you know i think things that are a little bit different when it comes to millennials and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not understood and so i love that you're talking about it and you're sprinkling that independent artist movement in there it's very unique and i love it um as a podcaster i listen to so many things (laughs) and i just love that that freshness that your podcast brings 
Um, I want to shout out to my mom and my dad and just my family as a whole. It doesn't matter what I do or when I do it, they're always showing up and supporting my friends too that are loyal listeners and streamers of my music. Um, if you want to stream my music, you can literally find it anywhere at the Alana Decade. And Alana is A L O N A. And people are always like, Alana is like A L A N A. And I'm like, well, when you say Beyonce, do you say Beyonce? No. <laughs> You say Beyonce. Right. So yeah. sit down somewhere and let me spell my name how I want to spell it. Okay. Thank you. Period. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's the Alana Decade, literally on any of your favorite platforms. Like you said, my latest single, So Good, is out right now. Before that, I released The Memories, um, the video, and that's out right now. I'm actually going to release the video for So Good on Friday. I don't know why I forgot to mention that the lyrical video is going out and I'm going to be releasing one more single before the end of the year and um, you can listen and 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 wait for the second album to come out in 2022 I was going to release it this year but you know I'm really taking time with it because I'm like this thing gonna be so good. It's gonna be so. I got. I. I. It's me. It's mine, right? Yeah. Like so. I've actually taken more time to do more masters, like really, actually getting the music produced exclusively and everything like that with this one. So I'm just really taking my time. But you guys can find me on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, all of that at the Alana Decade. So. That's thank you absolutely yes, thank you so much for joining me i'm super excited for your new music i know i'm gonna follow you and i'm gonna be watching out for it so audience please follow her watch out for her music of course you already know her links will be in the description and all over this video all over all over so just follow her check her out she's got a dope vibe she's super dope so thank you again it's grown up podcast it's natural on a wave you already know we stay safe Be kind and we... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Out. Bye. <laughs>